Hello, and welcome to Manga Explaining, the show where we recommend great manga to folks who haven't read much manga before. Hosted by Debbie Oki, David Brothers, Christopher Woodrow Butcher, and me, myself, Chip Zdarsky. Follow along with our show notes and reading list at mangasplaining.com. This week, we'll be reading the classic manga Dick Fight Island, Volume 1, by Reibun Ike, published by Sublime. I'll read the synopsis for you, though I don't think you'd necessarily need it going into this volume. The tournament to choose the next king of the islands is about to begin. The rules are simple. Whoever comes first loses. Now, I should mention by comes, they mean ejaculate. <laughs> Participating warriors protect their mighty swords. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> by swords, uh, I mean uh, penises. Mm. Um, protect their mighty swords with armor that grows larger and more elaborate with each tournament. But one warrior has returned from studying abroad with a technique certain to force a pleasurable eruption. Again, uh, ejaculate. Uh, <laughs> is there a competitor alive able to withstand it? Or is this deft warrior destined to become king? I think that sums up Dick Fight Island, mm. which you know we've talked about a lot on here. And it was a manga that came out, was it like a year ago, maybe? sort of uh, erupted onto the scene, let's say, and <laughs> became the talk of Twitter and message boards and uh, coffee groups and whatever. Since we did Birds of Shangri-La, it felt like a, a good follow-up to that as we explore uh, the more erotic nature of manga to, to, to get into uh, Dick Fight Island, which I believe is uh, one of Deb's all-time favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> is this true, Deb? Um, it's one of my all-time favorite BL. It's, I mean, just the title alone makes me giggle. Oh, wait, this was a BL title? I didn't really get that from reading it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These were not boys. The BL stands mm. for battle. battle. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Then, yeah. Battle lust. <laughs> BL uh, for battle uh, lust. I mean, since it's your favorite, uh, one of your favorite BL, we'll, we'll let you go first. Let us know how you really feel about Dick Fight Island. Oh, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you have to read a lot of BL to find this absolutely hilarious, but it is. <laughs> it, it just makes me giggle. It's like there's all these. It when it it just takes it so. This is not, probably not the right word. It takes it so straight, and yet it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's there's just moments where you're just like, and then the everything from the sound effects, like the I like the word jiggle, J mm. I G L. Who doesn't? The loving shots of the tight asses, the, the delightful ways that they that this island of men have not learned about the prostate gland until this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was a, a favorite moment of mine for sure. So good. So good. There's so many good moments in this. It's just yeah. It's it's full of eye candy. So if you like nice looking men, there's full of that. If you like nice looking men who are mostly naked. It's full of that too. And there's lots of stupidness. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's so stupid. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where you think, okay, let's not even get into how illogical this all is. Let's just go for the ride and see what happens. It's like every single trope of, I like boys love, like, you know, the sexy goth guy, there's the hot tan guy, there's the, there's the slightly effeminate, like, boy. Boy, and like all your favorite characters of boy's love all thrown together in one island with dick armor. <laughs> Amazing. And yet and yet still no bears. Yeah. I talk about I'm that. sure Chris will have something about to say about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, they have all these different clans in a giant battle and Because and... you know the bears yeah. would win every time, right? Well yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I just find it. It's a hoot. So what else is there to say? It's true. Chris, Chris, what are your thoughts then? Yeah. I think that within the confines of BL and like the genre conventions and the artistic conventions of BL, they did a pretty good job of having like two and a half bear dudes in this, both Lolo, <laughs> King Lolos or Chief Lolos or whatever his name mm. is. And the other one who's the actual like gem king of the, of the island are both like notably thicker than the other boys mm -hmm. in more ways than one thicker with two c's man <laughs> yeah 
Like everyone's still got what we like to refer to as dick sucking abs. Everyone's got those like 12 packs. Comes from a abs. Margaret Cho joke about mm-hmm. no one gets abs like that without sucking dick. <laughs> and then all the straight dudes in the audience for her show puff out their tummies real quick. Pretty fun. It's a pretty fun joke. <laughs> I'll see if I can find a clip for the show notes. But yeah, they, they I actually thought that I was really surprised to note there was more than one body type in this. And that was like mm-hmm. not something we saw in Birds of Shangri-La. It was like everyone had exactly the same body. Like they all came from the same catalog of like robot men. And this was like, oh, this is kind of believable and that everyone's a superhero. But at least like there's three or four different builds for these characters. I thought the art was kind of anywhere between like a four out of ten and like a nine out of ten. I think there were a lot of points Ooh. where it was way better than Birds of Shangri-La. And then a couple of points, especially in early on, where it was like there was a couple of faces and a couple of positions that were like not right, that like really stiff and weird, but then some just beautiful, complicated illustrations throughout the book as well, which I thought was really interesting from an artistic point of view. At, she really loves drawing these dudes and anytime the dudes are like there to be drawn as sort of sexual objects she does a great job also my final comment is there's a lot of dick in this one (laughs) like for a book called dick fight island they did not skimp on the dick and i for one am appreciative well maybe okay this is kind of embarrassing maybe i read a different copy because my no, because like all my dicks were covered up by just the tiniest little bar. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you, you've mentioned it before, and this yeah. is my first experience, which is like a, a bar just like slightly going over a portion of it. Like it's insanity. It is insanity. Yes, that is a. Did it, did it trope? diminish your pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's almost. It's, it was a little distracting because every time it happened, I'd just be like. What? Why? Though, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, look, I complain about not having enough dick in Birds of Shangri-La or any. And this came through, you know, <laughs> Does like, it like balance out. Is there enough for it to kind of. Well, you know, it's OK. All right. Not to like hog the microphone now because uh, Crystal has more to talk about. No, bears. I'm good. I'm good. So, OK. In, in terms of like gay erotica that I enjoy, I realize like I do need dick mm-hmm. like birds of shangri-la was missing that but what was missing here for me was the the straight guy being brought over mm. to to the gay side which is a trope that i i quite enjoy so i i just kind of need that storyline to marry this uh explicitness to really uh to really properly get off on this book <laughs> makes sense there's, there's always dick fight island too <laughs> oh. that is true I, you know i was very surprised as i was kind of nearing the end of this and i'm like what like the the tournament's over yeah, like I, so I, I know because and, and also with with manga i'm just like i'm starting to get really used to the idea that like all right so the first person is defeated now on to the next volume of a yeah. hundred for the next mm-hmm. uh, fight so the fact that it, they managed to wrap it up and then i guess the next one is four years later Oh, that was quite surprising. It felt like the book was successful and they didn't think it was going to be because it's so weird. So weird. Mm-hmm. Dick armor. Uh, it's so weird that they're like, okay, you got to go back and give us volume two. And she's like, what do you mean? I wrapped this up. Like, this is a one note <laughs> joke and I have exhausted it and finished this. You're like, no, we need Dick Fight Island too. So that's how I felt at the end. Like, unnecessary sequel, but maybe it's one of those sequels that's like the rare sequels that's better than the original. I'm very excited to check it out. Anyway, yeah. sorry, we, we've all jumped in so many times here. Yeah, we didn't yeah. ask David what he thought. David, what did you think? Uh, yeah. man? I have maybe the most hetero possible review of this book. <laughs> 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 Which is that Bloodsport is a plot that always works. Oh, if you send a bunch of people yeah. to an island to fight it out or to, you know, make out it out, it's always going to be a good time. And This is a super funny uh, example. There were two things I laughed at that weren't necessarily like proper jokes. The first <laughs> is the table of contents, where the first chapter is 180 pages long. I didn't notice that. Because there's a manga, <laughs> The King of Fighters, A New Beginning manga. That's a, it's I think there's six volumes out right now. The first chapter of that is also 150 pages long, and it's all just fan service intros like, what's up? I'm a character from the video game. Here's my famous pose. <laughs> and I, this is exactly as dumb as that. And it's a delight, <laughs> accordingly. 
<laughs> but at the end, and like speaking of the prostate thing Deb mentioned, one of the one of the chiefs is like, maybe like we focus a little bit too much on training because our kids don't know anything about the outside world. Because for the whole book, I thought it was like a fantasy world where there's like no yeah. America or whatever. And then he goes to the UK and the guy's <laughs> like, wow, your British English is really good. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't they know about basic things? You know, that's Dick Fight Island too. But it being, you know, like focus makes sense. You know what? I think they could ask the same question. Yeah. <laughs> why? You, why don't they know about basic things? Why didn't you know that there are riding dinosaurs that that you can have? Like, <laughs> clearly, we're not communicating with the denizens of Dick Fight Island, the Dick Fight Archipelago. Sorry. Sorry. Did you not know that showing your butt is a sign of respect? Mm. I love that that was the bow, and they would still have conversations facing away, but like with their head turned. no this is a great example of like smart dumb humor where all the jokes are it's like it feels lowest common denominator but it's like several steps above for how Mm. clever it is yeah like when he keeps when he goes to the uk and he keeps bowing with his butt out and the guy's like please put some pants on what are you doing (laughs) you know super good yeah so funny i realized in retrospect i should have realized this took place like on our world in air quotes mm-hmm. because he arrives there in a helicopter and there's a guy with like sunglasses on he's like all right here you go but as soon as there's the the page flip and it just reveals just like some dude yeah like his roommate i actually laughed out loud i'm like <laughs> what this takes place <laughs> in like modern times <laughs> uh, such an amazing reveal and the fish out of water him walking around those chaps it's just it's so good yeah and the armor design, amazing. But the there's one guy named Vampire. No mm-hmm. vampire gimmick at all. He's a healer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's a little bit of false advertising, but that's cool. Unless it isn't. Dick Fight Island 2, dun-dun-dun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forget. It was, was Vampire wasn't the one who gave the great blowjobs, though, right? No. No, he's uh-huh. with the like the third eye on his head. Mm, yes. Yeah. That that move where he makes the blood and made to an eye, he gets turned into someone else. That was smooth. Yeah. I like that. Oh, <laughs> and this felt like blood sport to me because even though there's like a ton of sex in it, like it's formatted like a battle manga. Yeah. People have special moves. They're like, yeah. you know, you had me on my you know, weak side, <laughs> but guess what? This is my plan all along. And, you know, now take this. The only part that didn't feel like a battle manga is like at the very end we mentioned where the chiefs like just suddenly decides to fight and the fight stops midstream that would never happen in yu yu Hakusho. no no <laughs> they also don't announce their battle moves like they do in shonen manga right yeah, double dragon yeah. chop you know that kind of thing yeah they start to at the very i think in the very first fight someone begins to do that whole thing but then they quickly you know there's other things to talk about you kind of you kind of gave me video game vibes now now that you mentioned that it's like the characters all introduce yeah. themselves like the beginning of the game and it's like Bloodsport obviously gave way to Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 is just a video game adaptation of Bloodsport with the, you know, names filed off. But like right down to this double page spread where the characters are all standing and they're all standing for the first yeah. time. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, this is actually a video game. Like there's no sh- Shoryuken. Like I want them to be like shouting their moves as they, I don't know, stick fingers up. I each think other the Shoryuken is the prostate move. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. reading it as a video game reality where in a video game like one giant you know ultra combo fireball would actually destroy the arena and everybody in it it's like yeah okay this kind of makes sense this is like a heightened reality situation i kind of i kind of get that now and i guess so is bl if you if you ask me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because this is if this was real real we'd have like so many problems so david did you like it yeah i thought it was pretty good yeah Chris, did you like it? Ultimately, <laughs> yes. Ultimately, I liked it. <laughs> but interesting. What? Yeah. What were your issues? It relies too much on the conventions of the genre to fill in the gaps in basic storytelling and characterization problems. And it's like if you, it, it's it's a book where you have to get on board. It's not so good that you don't have to be on board with the premise or be on board with the genre to be able to enjoy it. You have to get on board. You have to give yourself over to that suspension of disbelief in a very specific place. And there is BL that doesn't need that. Like you don't need to give yourself over and like it'll only rankle you a little bit when they do stuff that's like stupid romance stuff or stupid, you know, 
unreal romance stuff but this one it's like (laughs) you have got to arrive ready at dick fight island you cannot hope to catch up once it starts i think but but doesn't but doesn't it like not to go all in here but doesn't it just like lube you up enough at the beginning like like it kind of it, it 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 shows you what it is like right away I I I think you have to answer that question, but first I want to hear if Deb liked it. Deb, do you like it? Like like <laughs> it like it? Do you really like it? Mm, yeah, I liked it enough to buy volume two. Perfect. All right. It just made it made me laugh like no other manga has in quite some time. So it wins nice. my heart that way. <laughs> That's so nice. So that brings us back to you then, Chip. Like, did it loop mm. you up enough to before you got on board with it? Did you enjoy it? Do you like it? Did it live up to the hype? Yeah, it, it kind of it, it. It took me until the roommate reveal to mm. actually get me on board, because up until that point, I was just like, "Oh, fucking hell, more goddamn world building stats stuff." <laughs> like as soon as they started laying out, oh, the clan, this clan is most known for its pottery, and well, like what? Like I don't care. Why do I? Yeah, stop trying to like falsely build these worlds, like. We're not here for this. It doesn't help the story at all. Like it's like one line. Like you don't have to keep coming back to these things. And then you know the first fight. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I kind of get it. Like they're gonna like wrestle a bit and finger some butts maybe and <laughs> try and blow each other. And like, all right, okay, yeah, I'm 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 in on that level. But yeah, as soon as as soon as the the guy from the normal world element is introduced, like mm. there's a line. <laughs> where he's thinking back on his roommate lover explaining this island to him where he goes, like I keep saying, yes, the great worm tournament is a contest to see who can make the other ejaculate first, but it's not what you think. <laughs> but I like, guess just such a great panel. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it, it really, it elevates this a lot more once you realize that this is like, even though that guy's from the regular world, again, in quotes, it's clearly not a regular world because he just goes along with this and then goes here and is fine with everything. And uh, none of it seems too weird. To I don't him. know, man. Gay dude's seen a lot of stuff. He might... <laughs> this is true. This is Average true. Gay dude might just come up to this and be like, yeah, okay. I kind of always suspected that something like this existed. It's good to have this confirmed, actually. But my boyfriend, <laughs> uh, that's good. That's, what that's that you, you've ex- perfectly encapsulated what I was trying to say. In yeah. Birds of Shangri-La, we had the like clueless straight guy character as the intro point to all this fantastic crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like Birds of Shangri-La is crazy and nuts. Like it's it's it it would not exist. But we had the clueless guy who was being, you know, brought it through. That was our our reading standing character. On page one of this, the character <laughs> that you that that is your reader standing character that you're supposed to root for jumps out of a moving helicopter swims up to a beach and takes off his pants like it is a different you, you have to be on board for it, it the, the story does not lead you by the hand it's like you're either ready for this or you're not the, the story doesn't introduce a reader insert character who's normal until page like 130 or something like it's crazy and that's what i love about it really yeah. like that's what I, that's what i actually love about it like because mm. it wouldn't have worked if you introduced that character early on Mm. like you kind of like like the fact that they kind of trick you into following along this world and the rules and these armors and stuff and then they drop in that character i guess it's an amazing choice and like and i think it's a very calculated choice or else they would have done it a lot earlier like Mm. it's i think it's a super smart move i definitely bought in super hard and then he sort of it was a paradigm shift i guess Mm. literally and figuratively so it's like okay, fantasy world, like they're not, there's not really homophobia. Like kind of everyone's pansexual a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's women in it, which was amazing. Yeah, and then yeah. this guy shows up, and I'm like, oh, they're just really innocent idiots. Every fighter in this <laughs> tournament yeah. is just so focused on fighting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even the even romance. the tough hard guys who are like the evil bad guy characters, or whatever. Yeah. They're still that. And the romance between. Harto and uh Matthew, his his boyfriend, hmm. is so innocent that it feels almost unreal to me. Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm. It's like a studio Ghibli romance. It's so pure <laughs> in the way he just rolls with stuff. Except with yeah. like on screen hardcore penetration. But yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
There's a sensor bar, Chris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the fact that he's like, I don't like, you know, since I met Matthew, I don't even want to be with any of these men or get hard yes. from any of these men anymore. I'm just like, oh, that is, that's really, yeah, it's, it's like a sweet, naive story beat, which is yeah. pretty funny considering, like, I'm on a page right now where he's just like right in a guy's ass. Screaming, do you get it now? <laughs> wow. Show notes. There are so many dueling tropes in this. Mm. Because the like that moment where he's like, ah, this is the only, you know, thing for me, nothing else matters, would totally be the moment in a shonen manga mm. where like he goes into super speed and beats the boss because nothing hurts and you know, friendship is magic or whatever. <laughs> but here, slightly different effect. Mm. <laughs> but it was so sweet. Like also their relationship. It was very innocent, but like innocently sweet in a way where I was like, oh, this is a a, a fantasy escapism for someone. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because if it wasn't like the the whole idea of having to like beat someone into <laughs> off into submission <laughs> is is like problematic, let's say. But it is yeah. totally. Everyone in this world has signed up. It does not go in a Tagame direction at any point. Anyone who's ever read any actual gay manga knows exactly what I mean by that. And if you don't, I'm not explaining it because I don't want to cancel it. First of all, uh, let's let's back it up a bit. I do not consider this problematic. Oh, Oh. no. I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) Only because it's about two contestants who are both willing contestants. Like it's it's not like one of them is like like they are giving their each other consent to do whatever it takes to make the other ejaculate. Chris, I don't know what you get. Don't get about this. <laughs> well, they're kind of throwing each other. Like it's a little rough and it's a little whatever. And yeah, yeah, you, of course it's rough. It's, but like, but like in a boxing fight or mixed martial arts, or whatever, you're not like, oh, I don't, I don't think he should have struck that gentleman. Like, like you have like, but if you punch somebody outside the ring in the street or whatever okay then that's a whole other thing but like the fact that you have you have consent when you enter the square circle of dick fight island we all know this yeah i i wonder what the rules actually are like can you just knock the other person unconscious and then make them come like what is what no, are they the have rules? to be like also i don't know all that world but i think it has to be like a consenting thing like yeah most, so there's no bad guys in this which is something else i noticed it mm-hmm. yeah kind of sweet nobody no cheated like, right yeah, there's no. no cheaters, no one's like, I'm going to take over the tournament. It's all like, I'm going to win the tournament by using everything in my ability to do it. Mm. Even yeah. if I've had dick armor that looks like a can opener. Yeah, the, the knife one was really uncomfortable, but it didn't <laughs> go in the direction I thought it was going to yeah. go. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, no matter how, like, yeah, antagonistic the armor was, like, yeah, that didn't but matter at all. I, uh... I've seen the straight version of this story. What, Baki? And it's much more... The subtext is different. Mm, like okay, the yeah. fighting sex yeah. pornography <laughs> thing. Where this is pretty sweet and like two guys rubbing their junk and it's like an innocent blushing moment. You know, one guy says someone's name and the other guy like loses it. You know, I think that that's what keeps it from feeling problematic to me. Mm. Yeah. Well, I th- I, I'm going to put a like a big like probably on that. Yeah, for me, Deb. What do you think, though? Like, you've read a lot of BL, and like, there are a lot of tropes that are a huge part of BL that, especially younger parts of the fandom, have huge problems with now. The 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 younger brother stuff, the younger older stuff, the like, yeah, the can like the <laughs> floating areas of consent stuff. Like, <laughs> if you watch, there's like a gay YouTuber that talks about anime and manga culture named Chris and Pats, and he like is constantly he's like not he's younger than all of us and he's still constantly getting pushback about bl recommendations and manga recommendations because it'll have a trope in it that makes people feel uncomfortable even though it's clearly in a fantasy space or clearly in a like you know like it's an artistic space and it still makes people feel uncomfortable and i think that like yeah this is not something that everyone is going to be on board with it definitely doesn't like it, it i think it's totally fine as well like i don't see it as problematic but you can't not look at this and go like someone's going to have a reaction to Dick Fight Island where two people are like wrestling each other to aggressively, you know, make each other come. It's it's a lot. It's like even if you're on board, it's kind of a lot. But again, I would like to hear from Deb. But the way that they're wrestling to make each other come is so stupid. Like it's not <laughs> it's not like they're in any imminent danger. There's that one moment where that guy is like flipped upside down. The guy's got his 
guy's got his head between the two other guys' legs, and then he's jacking him off while his like like what? How did he get in that position? <laughs> like I don't get it. But it's I don't know. It's it's ultimately it's romantic. You know, I mean, they're just like a lot of the the guys fighting each other are hot for each other, and they mm. they're like torn between this idea of like, oh, but I gotta win honor for my tribe, but yet this guy I'm fighting, oh my god, he I just looking at him makes me want to come, you know, <laughs> that kind that of stuff. Killing me, it's yeah. so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's cute in a BL kind of way, like, oh, they're hot for each other. They're so hot. <laughs> they're so, they're so hot looking for, but and you know, in in the world like. They would be this hot-looking guy, and they'd be arrogant and stupid, and be go, oh, I'm so used to all these women throwing themselves at me. Whatever, man. These guys are hot, and they're so cutely innocent about romance. Mm. Yeah, like what? How? <laughs> it's like if all the guile was removed from sex. That's what mm. this is. There's yeah. like, like, there's no alternate motives for like for real. It's just like, you know, like the sex stuff is all completely divorced from the plot stuff in a lot of ways too. It's like. Oh, I didn't even know that the reason he wanted to win is so that he could move in with me or whatever. And it was just like so dorky and innocent and sweet. Yeah, I would hope I would hope that it doesn't hit those problems. But I, if you're participating in the fandom, which thank God you don't have to, Chip. There's a different there's a different take on a lot of BL material. Yeah, I mean, but with this again, like the, I think the big thing is like. Yeah, it's 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 characters thrown in to wrestle each other to make each other ejaculate. Like it's it's a race and a contest to make each other ejaculate. It's not like an arena where the uh, like a, 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 a the Christians are thrown to the wildly uh, fellatio giving lions or something like that. Like like there's, there's no there's no there's no like you know what I'm saying, right? There's no imbalance there. It's not like aha and uh, for your amusement. Like this poor character will run around until the lion jerks it off. Like, <laughs> like there's there's none of that. Like they're they're in there on equal footing. Mm. They want to be in there. Like they're proud of being a part of this. I was surprised by that element. Yeah, the equal mm-hmm. footing element. Because I I assumed it was going to go in a more like power play kind of way. Mm. Yeah, like submission and domination kind of a thing. But instead, it was just more like. Boy, I hope this guy doesn't know that I have a crush on him because then it'll be over for me. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask you guys, as as guys, did it seem like these yeah. guys were not acting manly, like how typical men would act in this situation? If this was, I mean, by a, a male writer, like weirdly, they acted uh, like majority of straight dudes I know by yeah. not knowing what the prostate was. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very, which is a very funny reveal. (laughs) I think if I can use manly, but like divorce it from like masculinity, like they don't act manly in that they feel like high schoolers. Mm. You know, like they're not. They still feel like you know men or masculine or whatever, but they feel so much younger than I would expect Mm. from how they're drawn. Mm. Especially every character with like a full beard. At least twenty years younger than they're drawn. Yeah, <laughs> but in terms of how they behave, like it just seems it's like a romance comedy manga. You know, like I, mm. if one or two of these guys showed up in Deadpool, I would not be surprised. Like I feel like they have that same kind of <laughs> off kilter, you know, goofy tone. Yeah, you here to hear first, Deadpool fans, get yourself <laughs> Dick Fight Island. Actually, that is maybe the most accurate. Like, if you like, then you'll like that I've ever. Like, if you're into Deadpool and are like super on board with him being pan, Dick Fight Island's for you, actually. Like yeah. it's a pretty good recommendation. Yeah, and if you picture the one dark hair goatee guy as Tony Stark, it really works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> with his armor. That makes I was trying fun. to figure out who the cast were. Yeah. Oh really? I do you think are you trying to figure them out in like a Marvel way or in like a which Street Fighter character are they an analog for kind of a way? <laughs> Just anyone. Because it's if you're gonna draw an entire comic about a bunch of guys fighting each other and like rubbing on each other. Why not draw people that you like and make your dreams come true? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like it messed me up in Gantz. There's this scene where basically a Laura Croft lookalike character shows up and has sex with the main character, like within pages of appearing for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is wish fulfillment comics. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. 
There really, so, uh, it really is the 31 flavors of BL here. Like if, if there's a type of guy that you like in BL, he's here. His archetype is here. <laughs> we haven't read a lot of tournament comic arcs or tournament comic, tournament arc comics. Thank you. On the podcast, just Record of Ragnarok for the, for the yeah. gate. Mm. This is a huge genre in comics and manga especially, but it, yeah, it's shocking that our, this, this, this and Record of Ragnarok are two touch points because record of Ragnarok is still huge. Like it's very, very popular in terms but of, but it's because thing we can't do 10 volumes of one manga for an episode of the podcast. And every tournament arc is, you know, forever long. Yeah, that's true. And, and also like, I, I mean, I don't know enough about tournament manga, but having read the Ragnarok book and this, like there's not a lot of meat on the bone, so to speak, <laughs> like a, like a tournament, feels like okay yeah so who's gonna betray who you know who's gonna win this fight and move on to the next one what's happening behind the scenes like yeah the answer yeah. is definitely a way to play for time in oh yeah like shonen manga in a way yeah but the answer is goku <laughs> the answer of who wins is always goku goku dies a lot still wins <laughs> <laughs> he dies but he wins <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I mentioned Yu Yu Hakusho earlier, which has mm. like several tournament arcs, and most of them are pretty good. But there's some where you're like, we just did one of these last story arc. Why are we doing another one? Mm. And it's because like a tournament can be exciting and a cool way to see a bunch of characters you hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. And also to manage like a huge cast like this. But you got to make space for characterization, too. And some tournament arcs do not do that kind of thing. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to ask, what was everyone's favorite part of this or favorite scene? Hmm. Mm. Who who wants to go first? I want to hear Deb's choice. Yeah, I want to hear Deb's as the choice. Super too. fan. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear Deb's choice too. Deb, go. <laughs> I love the reaction shots. The ones where the, the other fighters are incredulous about what, what happens. Like there was that scene after the two the tan guy and the uh, the guy who wants to move in with each other. Yeah. That's when, when like the says, hit it, the tip is in. Did he get it in? What? And then all the characters are just looking at each other like, what? Wait, what just happened? Like, that just cracks me up. And then the part where, like, they're all watching and then it's the, the moon character and Chief Roro, the dark-haired Tony Stark-looking guy. Says, oh, and they're, they're all giving commentary, right? Oh, he's taking advantage of his speed to avoid the worst of the attacks. And then Harto says, it's the battle of the long-haired nipple teasers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was pretty great. And then the characters turn around. They're like, "What?" I'm like that. It's just uh, those dumb character reaction shots that just kill me. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Tournament storyline, like trope too. Like the person who explains what's going on, and like the people who agree with them, so, so you know that he's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and the oh, prostate gland reveal is just that's like I learned something while I was away. The prostate <laughs> gland. Yeah. And then there's his butt. It's like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> Something you can only learn in the United Kingdom, right? Yeah. <laughs> this was just hilarious to me because obviously I don't have one of these, but it's uh, apparently oh, it's magic. <laughs> so. You simply must get one. <laughs> yeah, David, yeah. what was your favorite? I when the roommate comes to the tournament and it's like, oh, it actually isn't what I thought it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Yeah. <laughs> just that whole fish out of water moment and but like staying in the water like he never moves to like leave or like get upset he's like oh i'm kind of sad oh nope this is actually weird okay got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i chuckled out loud when it was revealed that lower ranking people show the respect by wiggling their shapely perfect butts at higher ranking people <laughs> i actually was just like oh my god that's what this is. oh my it, wiggle 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 it was pretty fun <laughs> i like an artistic note, I like that, especially on the larger phalli in this book, they are given not just size, but a volume. I think that the artist draws a pretty convincing large penis on more than one occasion in this book, regularly. I find that when a lot of people tend to draw larger penises, they tend to just take a penis and then like add four inches to the end, and the proportions are all like terrifying and wrong. <laughs> It's just a kibasa with a tip, you know? Yeah. And these have like very <laughs> very aesthetic penises is what I want to say. Good artistic mm-hmm. job. Like if you're going to show them, unlike uh, some other manga we could name, 
good job. Like you did a good job on them. I mean, it did take me, as Chip said, a little while to figure out what I was looking at because it had that tiny sensor bar over it. But once I mentally <laughs> removed the tiny sensor bar, I was like, oh, that's a great big old hog. That's pretty good. So yeah, I was happy that it was as funny as I thought it was going to be. That's actually what I liked most because it's, could you imagine if they played this straight? Like if this actually was like a super serious, like dick fight island, like, like uh, completely without camp or camp or, or anything. And it would be like, it, I'm sure it'd be enjoyable in a different way. We'd be having a different conversation. The, the point about playing it straight. I feel like we've said that so many times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point about the aesthetic of all the dicks in the book, the second best joke for me was the bit where the guy's like, you know, the chief has a python, but you have to have the jaws of a python to take it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so funny. I, like, it's like the kind of joke where I'm like, how has that not been made before? Right. Like, it's so perfect. Yeah. So perfect. Shout out to Jenny for so many reasons for her editing choices on this. Because mm. it is hilarious. It's so yeah. good. But also, we should we should definitely credit like we don't. I mean, you never quite know how it all shakes out. But you know, the writer it was like a writer and an adapting author on this. Is that did I remember that correctly? Just translation. Fine. Yes, Adrian Beck and yeah. editor Jennifer LeBlanc. Perfect. We're going to have Jennifer on an upcoming episode of Manga Spain. Listen to me, because oh, nice. she she's the she's in my world. <laughs> she's a champ of this kind of comedy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part. Weirdly, I think, uh, I mean, uh, there are a lot of jokes that were kind of my favorite. Like, one of my favorite jokes was in the flashback to the, the UK flat. They call them flats there. Mm. <laughs> Where Harto goes, Matthew, do you get what you're saying? On my island, praising a man's ass is a big compliment <laughs> and pickup line. <laughs> I, love, mm. I, love, I love the idea. It could be anything other than that. On that yeah. island, too. Actually... That's funny yeah. because the UK is an island and Chip, you live on yeah. an island now. That's There's a lot going on here. It's true. But I think my, my favorite part is the fact that we you, you get up to the big final match and, and then uh, Harto is excused from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's just like there's just like a tiny drawing of him just like quietly just walking out of the arena as like the two kings fight. I'm just like, oh, that's such a funny, smart <laughs> plot twist. That I think I think that, that that just kind of stands out as my my favorite part. That that, that made it feel less predictable. Mm-hmm. David, it's like a video game trope, and I can't think of the video game. I was thinking like Akuma, maybe when you're when you go to fight the last boss, and then the real last boss shows up and like destroys him in one hit. And you have to fight oh, the yeah. real last boss. It's like a such a yeah video game side scroller like like fighting game trope, and I can't think of what, a game that would be a good example. Maybe I'll throw one in the show notes. Street Fighter Alpha 3, I think that Akuma does that in that game. Okay, that's what it He'll is. He'll come right? in and fight someone, yeah. yeah. But in this case, like he, the person who leaves is the person we thought would be the main character. Yeah, it's the, the player, leader. yeah. Leaves, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Bison versus Akuma. Hot. It, re- it reminded me of a classic Daredevil moment. Nice. Where, where Daredevil goes to hell, and <laughs> Mephisto is just like, you know, fight me or whatever and then silver surfer shows up and fights mephisto and mephisto is like screaming for daredevil to watch them fight and daredevil just <laughs> turns and he just walks out of hell he's like nope this is this is not meant for anyone's eyes but gods and he just like walks out <laughs> wow <laughs> so good and the senti i could go on about her for legend. forever legend but yeah any final thoughts on dick fight island it made a splash it really delivered <laughs> good job good job david (laughs) and if you really want to understand why how the world of dick fight island works like how it can coexist with the normal world get volume two also Mm, lots of lots of happy endings and mm, yeah in many senses of the word for all the couples involved (laughs) if you want to read Is there going to be a volume three? I haven't done any research on this. Is is it? Is there more Dick Fight Island to pass the first two? Well, there are eight I, islands. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but there's this scene at the end of Dick Fight Island too, where Matthew, who is apparently from Japan, tells Harto, "Oh, you know what we have in my land? Sumo." 
Oh, man. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, boy. So I've got some very respectful waggling in your face sumo ass, and that's really all I've wanted from the series. I'm done. I love the escalation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deb, what are your final thoughts on this? Oh, jeez. Well, I know everyone online was super excited when they heard that we picked Dickified Island. This is something we've talked about for a long time. I'm glad we finally got to it. I'm unfortunately neither drunk nor high, so I'm not laughing as much as I normally would (laughs) (laughs) when talking about this book. But I think it's just a delight. It's so funny. Go into it with the right frame of mind. Like, this is stupid. Let's just go for it. You'll have a great time. Dicks or no dicks. And then there are a lot of dicks. (laughs) It's true. David? I I want to jump in front of Chris because I forgot that the artist does something that I love, which is a flip take. The old school comics effect where someone falls off panel with their legs in the air oh, that's on page 188. And it's so unexpected with everything else in this book. It's during the epilogue, you know, when they're hanging out. Yeah. Talking about everything. Never saw it coming. You see this one. But it's one of my favorite like comedic effects. It's so stupid, but it always works on me. <laughs> that's amazing. Chris, what are your final thoughts? Oh, man. I really did have a fun time reading it. And I was showing panels to Andrew, who was sitting next to me on the couch. And it's one of those things where I'm enjoying it and it's funny and I'm like guffawing and being like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. And I still don't know if it's good, actually, like uh, empirically (laughs) good, but I did have a really good time with it. And I think, yeah, I definitely want to read volume two. I want to (laughs) see, actually, I just want to spend some more time on Dick Fight Island. What can I say? Yeah, Dickfoot Island. Seal of approval. I, I feel like you know it's good then. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I hope so. Too. Learn to trust yeah. my trust my instincts. <laughs> my final thoughts are it takes a little while for for me to get into it, but uh, ends up being very funny and weirdly a little heartwarming as well uh, with the kind of main romantic couple. And the jokes, the jokes, super land, super land. Yeah, I don't know if it's a book you buy to get off. Depends on how much you like blood sport. Like that's the other thing. Like uh, of those of us here who would possibly get off on something like this, did it help you? Did it get me? Did it <clears throat> excite you? Did it, it excite? <laughs> Clear your throat, Deb. Clear your throat. <laughs> Don't be so w- rude. I would say. Th- yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bleep all that. Bleep all that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more funny than than like erotic, honestly. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I get I get that a lot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Pretty funny. <laughs> but not erotic. Yeah, no. Like not even a little bit, actually. Hmm. It was um yeah, that was the furthest thing from my. Maybe it was because I was reading it for work, which is, I mean, this right, like podcast. That's a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, it, it usually is. But I actually, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen if we, when we actually read like massive or something like that on the podcast, because yeah, that is actually like erotica that's squarely aimed at me that lands. And this is like, yeah, this is very much a very funny book, and it's you know definitely. Everyone's welcome to it, but it's it's made by women for women. But it gets a lot of things right too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. dick volume, <laughs> which is pretty good. So like, yeah, I I would love to read funny stories like this that aren't embarrassed. I guess about also being sexual. I think it's kind of like I just I I like this because oh I've I've come to a realization mid podcast. I like this because <laughs> it's a fun story that isn't afraid to have sex be part of it. Yeah, whereas so much of the time so many kinds of stories that we read have to have sex completely removed or when it's introduced it's kind of gross like a lot of <laughs> no offense to our heterosexual listeners but like man anytime there's something straight sex in a comic it's just usually like grosses me out a little bit because it's like <laughs> not the most uh fun usually awesome I what would be a I, we don't really tend to read anything like that on air, so it would just be be doing a like a drive by on some book that we haven't even bothered to cover properly. <laughs> but there's a lot of like a lot of contemporary porn that's coming out right now. Like I'll always take a flip through, and it's like, yeah, everyone needs their space, and I'm not shitting on any of that. And it's yeah. just like, man, this is not doing it for me. Whereas this does. I think this is like a fun story. Like I actually like it 
I like I like it as a reader, and I like stories that aren't afraid to include sex like that. But yeah, I don't know. It would be a really good example. There's some stuff in uh, Taniguchi's Oeuvre that has sex in it. Benkei New York does. There's some stuff in... Oh, Inio Asano is a good example of like someone who's like a master at including sex and making it feel bad on purpose, as opposed to including sex and making it feel bad, and the author doesn't know that that's what they're doing because they're just kind of wrapped up in their own shit. <laughs> Samura, actually, usually on Blade I'm of right the Immortal, here, Chris. Blade of the Immortal is <laughs> like, oh, there's a lot of not good sex stuff that isn't explicitly sex in Blade of the Immortal. Whereas, and that's maybe why I was like sort of girding my loins let's say for we've listened to me but yeah Inio Asano's work I think is, an, is like a straight author who includes sex and sexual ideas in his work a lot of the time but handles it in a really like good way like if you feel bad about something it's because he wants you to feel bad as opposed to being a, like a side effect speaking of someone who spent five years working on a sex comedy book yeah yeah, it, it it feels it feels almost like Sex Criminals is more in line with Dick Fight Island than it would be any kind of like erotica. Oh, a hundred percent, yeah, yeah. But even though we're we weren't as graphic or engorged as Dick Fight Island, um, we were we were graphic in, in in parts, but it was never with the express purpose to titillate. And maybe the author here also kind of wants to titillate. Like it may oh, not absolutely. have hit you that way. Absolutely, she does. But yeah, we always tried to treat sex as like it's it's fun and it's part of the plot and but it's not meant to it's not meant to necessarily arouse you. I think there's nothing wrong with that though. It's just not No, the there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean there were some people who like you know, would be like, "Oh, wow, I really love that character and they're so hot." And they would have like they they would they would combine romantic and sexual feelings for characters because we spent more time developing them romantically mm. as well as sexually without, again, attempting to titillate. I, yeah. you know what? I want to give a shout out to Yes, Roya, published by oh, yeah. Spike Trotman at Iron Circus. Okay, yeah. And the creators on that are Emily Denick is the uh, illustrator on that. That was a great book that included all kinds of like, like SM, BDSM kind of stuff. And also, like, yeah, it, it, there's, there's lots of complicated, really interesting sex stuff in that book. And it's done really well, but it's also a really good story. Totally compelling. Yeah. I think, I think that that is one that I, I would, I would feel good about being like, yeah, go check that out if you like Dick Fight Island. Very different, still very funny, very different take on sex, but still pretty great. Yeah. Cool. I think that's it for Dick Fight Island. A relatively quick one because I'm <laughs> fucking running the show. <laughs> and also, yeah, there's there's maybe not as much to talk about <laughs> with Dick Fight Island, or we're just not smart enough to figure it out. We didn't lovingly talk about our favorite panels and how the art flowed and all that stuff. So I did. Just saving it for the show notes. Those dicks are bulbous. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so that's Dick Fight Island, everyone. <laughs> and I guess because I'm a host, I'm supposed to say something about like uh, we're. We going hope it to was good for you. Like it was good for us. <laughs> no, no, Deb, no, we're not doing that. Come on, cut her off. <laughs> yeah, cut her, cut her mic, cut her mic. <laughs> that's Dick Fight Island. Enjoy uh, a commercial, I guess. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, and we're back. Uh, this week, I think we're going to dive into the old manga-splaining mailbag. Chris, do you have a question from a listener? I do. This one comes from Kaylin Knowles on Instagram. They say, hey, big fan of the show. I was thinking it might be interesting for your one-year anniversary, <laughs> whoops, that's already passed, to go back and reread the first three or so manga you did, or at least have Chip reread them. Now that he's so much more familiar with manga and its tropes, I'd be curious to hear if his opinions had changed on those first three manga at all. If maybe things that confused him or put him off at the start are no problem for him now, or if they're worse. Just a thought. Keep up the good work. Chip, what do you think about going back and having to reread three books for one week of manga explaining for the podcast? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think you'd love it. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah there's no way okay there's no way so this we could put this to a vote deb david what do you think about going back and making Chip reread the first three books that we read for the podcast what do you mean put this to a vote <laughs> i'm gonna vote no because i feel like that would also end up with me rereading the first three books for the podcast they're good mm-hmm. books. i don't want to do that either delicious in dungeon mermaid saga and helter skelter like that's not a bad three books to have to reread true and you're gonna reread akira volume one anyway let's be honest I, I I imagine my feelings on them will be the same. Hmm, you think I don't so, think my eh? I don't think my issues with any of them had to do with them being manga. Mm. Really, I actually asked this question because we get asked a lot of the time if you'd ever go back and look at another series or just on Twitter before we started. Someone was like, "Chip Dever went back and reread Volume Two of whatever it was that you didn't read Volume Two of that you said you were going to read." Like people want us <laughs> sometimes to continue some of these books, and we've actually really only done it with Akira and Beal Metamorphosis so far. What was the one I was going to read Volume Two of? I don't know. You said that a couple times about different. Oh, books. don't you said it you last can't. Week no, ping pong. You read don't. Volume Two of Ping Pong yet? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, and yeah, is it good? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> did it stick the landing? Where did we lie to you? Uh, you? You didn't. You didn't lie to me. It it, it did stick the landing. Oh, yeah, cool. I quite, I quite, I quite enjoyed it, and I really like. I'm trying to think of what it reminded me of. I mean, we're going off on a tangent a little bit here, but there's something about like not showing the moment of victory, mm-hmm. and then just kind of slowly revealing it afterwards. Which I really, really love, and I, I, I've seen it done before. I'm trying to think of what a good proper example of that is, but I thought it was really smart, especially when it was kind of all about those kids' friendship and like them, you know, kind of reconnecting through this game that they love, mm. and also kind of flashing around with them as kids playing ping pong. I thought it was really evocative, really strong. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, I'm glad I could pick a book that you liked. That's actually my favorite yeah. part of like, obviously. Getting to talk to you guys, especially in the dark days of the podcast, was the, my favorite part of the podcast. But knowing that I'm not just making Chip read books that he hates for no reason is also feels pretty good, actually. Not going to lie. I will say I like volume one more than I like volume two. <gasps> You're the inverse mm. of David. I, I, I felt like the, 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 the beginning of volume two kind of lost me a little bit and then kind of regained some steam towards the end. But yeah, I can't I can't think of what else I was going to read the volume two. Right story. Like. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Bride Story and Wave Listen to Me are ones that I want to I want to eventually read more of. Mm-hmm. But that's a retirement project, not a <laughs> in-between episodes project. Not a while writing Batman and Daredevil project is what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, also drawing a book. Oh, that's fair. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we should we should probably mention your non-Batman and Daredevil creator own books a little more than we do. Sorry about that. Public domain number 1 coming in June. I I really want to help out the little known character of Batman. <laughs> It's weird they leave the hyphen out of his name all the time, but you think they'd get that right. That'll end. I'll tell you right now. (laughs) I just, I love, you're the only person I know with a good justification for losing the hyphen in Spider-Man. Yeah. Like you could add one to Batman and you could just be that. That would be your comics legacy. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. I need to, I need to set higher goals. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, the rereading is it's fun, but I think the danger of like going back and rereading something you've already read is in it be- and then it feels like homework, you know? Mm, and yeah. I think that will kind of change the reading experience a little bit. And some yeah. of the joy joy of discovery is gone, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I'll I'll only reread things that I love. And then it usually strengthens the love of that thing. I think if I reread a thing that I'm lukewarm on, it'll probably strengthen the lukewarmness of it. Yeah. Or make you hate it. Or make me hate it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll revisit something that I actually disliked and realize that I actually like it. But that's like a whole weird brain thing where I like there's something that I hooked onto and couldn't figure out. And then like Inglorious Bastards, for example, okay. hated it the first time I saw it. Watched it at home on home video, like, you know, by myself. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Like something just turned over in my head. Yeah. But usually if you revisit something you don't like, you know, it's just going to make you not like it even more because you wasted another two hours of your life. So I don't get it. When you first saw Inglorious Bastards, were you like, I'm pro Hitler? And but the next time you're like, oh, I'm anti Hitler now, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard about World War II finally. <laughs> oh, you finally heard about it. I'm like, why do they hate this man with this tiny mustache so much? Yeah, I think that I felt that it was almost like Tarantino up his own butt too much, and like oh, yeah. power well, yeah. cinema and blah 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 blah. That's that's usually the case. Oh, my yeah. wife just came home. Oh, we're not reading Dick Fight Island. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I did at work today, honey. How about you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about reading Dick Fight Island on the way to work, if I could get away with it. But then I mm. read two pages. I was like, no, it's too much. Yeah. yeah. Price, you got two pages in. One of my strongest memories about the first time I went to Japan was being on the subway. And it was like really kind of tight, close quarters. And there was like a middle-aged man reading like a phone book size book of uh, pornography next to an old lady who was standing there just ignoring it. I'm just like, wow, this is this is interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there'd be as much of that reading out in the open in Canada or ignoring it in Canada. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. That's quite a first impression of Japan, I gotta say. <laughs> mm-hmm, I loved it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that answered the question. Is there another uh, question in the old mailbag there? <laughs> I think Kaylin, their hopes have been thoroughly dashed, so... I was trying to, and that, you know, let that be a lesson to all the rest of you asking us to reread stuff as well, or <laughs> continue with things that Chip didn't like that much. <laughs> oh. You can't make us do nothing we don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a question from Kevin Yen on Twitter. I've been wondering this for a while. Why is Japan excluded for some digital platforms with English translations and subtitles? Is it just a contractual slash licensing thing because the untranslated work originated in Japan? So why don't we always get digital on a book? And why does digital locked to certain platforms? Anybody have any insight? It's all licensing, like the yeah. question, like the person asked, because everyone wants to make as much money as they possibly can. And for some reason, regions are one of the ways that people use to pursue that. Mm. You see it in Blu-rays, um, movie releases, like movies coming out on one date in the US and another date in the UK is ludicrous. When they're yeah. like months and weeks apart, we like we speak the same language. You know? Yeah, and I think that companies, in my mind, like really kind of foresightedly, will limit their options. So there's a lot of places in like Central America that don't have access to manga in English or Spanish. There's, you know, all these little loopholes where you could easily fill a need or fill a niche, but because they're afraid of like reverse importing, where you know you send something out and re- buy it back for cheaper, that they have all these weird draconian laws about it. Not even laws, <laughs> rules, ideas. Yeah. yeah. I will say from a licensing point of view, territories are a really big deal in licensing. Like we actually tried to, when I was working at the Beguiling, we found a distributor who would do Kosakushima, our, our friend division chief and eventually president Kosakushima, where we were going to try and import all of those like bilingual English and Japanese comics that Kodansha did. And it a stop was put to it, let's say, and I won't say at what level, but it was like, no, these are only licensed for sale in Japan. And it's like, but I just went to Kinokuniya in New York and they're like, they have them all. Like, why can't I have them also? It's not that big a deal. And they're like, that's not up to us. Like Kinokuniya buys them in Japan and then ships them on their own. So it's totally okay. But even though you're willing to pay shipping, we can't ship them out of the country. So digital is like that, even though it doesn't need to be, yeah. is, my, is my understanding. Like, the, And there sometimes it's down to the creator. Like 
Otomo still doesn't have any of his work digitally. It was a huge deal when Urasawa announced that Monster and Pluto and all of his work would get a digital edition in Japan. There's still no English edition on the horizon yet. And one of our one of our manga explaining favorites, Go Nagai, creator of Devilman, none of his work is available digitally. And I don't think he's going to let it, at least not with a without a huge announcement and big deal and stuff around it. So, you know, sometimes creator rights, sometimes the companies involved just want the maximum amount of money. Sometimes creators don't trust that their work will look good or they don't trust the platforms or they think it'll aid piracy or like a million reasons. There's no easy one, but mostly it comes down to money, unfortunately. But, you know, is what it is. People got to get paid for their work. Yeah. I don't know. We've got a question about sports manga with female protagonists that I feel like David could answer, but we could do that another time too. We're running a little long now. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) All right. Without having read the question, I'll just say read Shoujo Fight, and then we'll come back and see if I guessed correctly. Oh, I was going to say you should read mm. that one that you guys were doing on, not the Capoeira one, but the one, the All-Rounder Megumi that you guys were talking about last oh, week. Oh, I love that one. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. All-Rounder Megaru. Yeah. That's yeah, good. That, that's a guy in the lead, though. Oh, is it? No, but but mm-hmm. the but the female characters get a lot of play, and they're so sp- Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. Huh. I'll it's sing so along good. a scene with a really good, it's an MMA manga. But I'll send along a scene for the show notes that has a really good submission with one of the lady characters. Okay. Well, then we'll we'll do some more research and we'll, nice. we'll go back next week to talk about it more. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that's it. So, um... This has been Manga Explaining, Episode 60, Dick Fight Island, Volume 1, by Rebu Nike. Thanks for listening. For our next episode, we'll be reading Kakaguru, Volume 1, by Homura Kawamoto and Toru Naomura. Want to pick up a copy? Please consider supporting your local comic book and manga specialty shop, unless they're dicks, and you can go one town over to a better comic shop. Find one near you at comicshoplocator.com. Or check out your local library for print and digital lending options, unless your local library is also a dick go one town over to a better library. You can also follow along with our complete reading list at mangasplaining.com. And don't forget to check out our newsletter and publishing endeavor at mangasplainingextra.com. Thanks to DADS for their musical accompaniment this episode.